coming down the aisle, representing the Hyphen Podcast Group, they are the unbeatable team of B-Hyphen. I'm just saying, you worked yourself into a shoot answering the question. Handsome Bane. My, my firm belief is a DDT should beat anybody. Showing mad love. Rude me this, Batman. If two go in the pink. The <laughs> novelist. And catch Eddie. This is what Brock Lesnar thinks he looks like if Brock Lesnar were a beautiful woman. They are the Wrestlecast Power Welcome to the Wrestlecast Power Hour. I am one third of your World Podcast Tag Team Champions, B-Hyphen. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Rasslecast. And we're doing something a little different today. As you can tell, I am without my cohorts, Handsome Bane and the Mark Rob. Also, shout out to Kat Chinetti and Novelist. But while we bridge the gap... To get back to a regular episode with us. I thought I would come on here and just talk about some of the things that's been happening since we've been gone. I mean, our last episode was December 26th. A couple things have happened. And it's only right that I speak with them. So, you may have heard last Monday night... Dwayne The Rock Johnson came back home, as he likes to say. There was an eye roll in there. (laughs) He came back. He beat up on Jinder Mahal, of all people. (laughs) Haven't seen Jinder on TV in months. And then they send him out there to get manhandled by The Rock, of course. And this is like the second time in... What, six months The Rock's been on? Because he showed up in Colorado with Pat McAfee when he was hanging out with Dion when Colorado was winning their games early on and he went to go see him and McAfee's like, hey, you know, uh, why don't you... Uh, I think McAfee was on. Yeah, he was in the ring uh, when The Rock showed up and everybody's like, oh, this might be it. This might be it. We might start getting that build up that we've been waiting for. Then he was gone again. But now, shows up again, throws gender around, and then this guy, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he wants to sit here and talk about maybe having a seat at the head of the table. Granted, if he had done this back in Denver, if he had done this WrestleMania season last year, if he had done this WrestleMania season the year before, 22. I've been all for it. I've been hyped up, you know? But when he finally dropped Roman's name on Monday night, I just felt like it was meh. Just complete meh to me. Now, Don't get me wrong. I've thoroughly enjoyed Roman's run. I'm not one of those people that want him to drop the belts. I would be fine with watching him continue to do this same gimmick for another year. And I know a lot of people out there listening don't like that. But look, you got to understand here. What Roman has been able to do since 2020... Yeah, since 2020, summer 2020, what he has been able to accomplish is something that we've not seen in our lifetimes. Or it was when some guy who ran around in yellow and red did it when we were children, most of us. And the biggest knock I see against Roman now is, oh, Roman only wrestles so often, blah, blah, blah. You know, I want I want a fighting champion, rah rah rah, which is the same thing that, ironically enough, his cousin Dwayne the Rock Johnson 
was accused of when he was WWE champion back in 2014. Yes, it was 20 it was 2014. Yeah. No. No, man, my timeline's way off. He was champion back in 2012. Ugh. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that CM Punk stuck around two years after he took the belt off of him. But that was the same thing they were saying about The Rock then. He was never around. He did like a couple Raws. I don't think he did any SmackDowns. He might have done a SmackDown here or there. Um, There wasn't a true brand split at that time. But, you know, all intents and purposes, it was he took the belt off CM Punk and they went to... Went the route of doing John Cena a Rock 2. And it was an epic match considering that Rock injured himself early. Um, in a cold New York Sunday night. And it's the same thing that Brock Lesnar has been accused of so many times. Brock's never around when he's champion. Brock's never around when he's a champion. And it didn't work so well with Brock and definitely not The Rock. Because they literally... It's not like they were with the company and then it's like they won the championship belts and then they're only showing up every now and again to wrestle. Like these guys literally were not around for any, like, because Brock came back in 2012. So Brock had just came back. 20, 2013 is when The Rock and John Cena 2 was. My bad. So the Rock had um so Brock had just came back and excuse me. Brock had just came back in 2012 because he came back after uh Roar after WrestleMania, he came back. And they didn't actually put the belt on him until actually after The Rock, for real, because Brock was just doing spot dates and spot runs for a while, but it was summer of, I was writing my promos by hyphen column then, so it was summer of 20, I want to say it was the 23rd, 2013, 2013, was summer 2013, when they finally put the belt on Brock, when Brock wrestled John Cena, and what was it, 15 suplexes, I can't remember the number anymore, 18 suplexes, and one of the most horrific beatdowns of John Cena, and Funny thing, Handsome Bane uh, actually has a sketch out there called It's Real to Me based off of that match because <laughs> uh, the whole sketch is built off the idea that one of their friends, as they watch SummerSlam and watch John Cena get decimated, one of their friends, shout out to UK, and didn't realize wrestling wasn't real. So, <laughs> good stuff. It's out there somewhere if you want to see it. So they waited longer to put the belt on Brock before they put it um yeah and the rock had it before then but in subsequent years after that Brock would show up Brock would win the belt and then you would literally only see Brock the go home show the night after maybe maybe once a month and in pay-per-view he'd show up and show up kick ass and leave that's what he was doing that was Brock's whole shit and a lot of people got tired of it. I didn't love it. But at the same time, he he was such a, and, a, and yes, we, we all know Brock loves to come in and take belts off black people, people of color. That's what Brock Lesnar does. So I need to state that. But when Brock showed up, it usually led to a good match being had. But yeah, I still didn't love that the champ wasn't around so much. But then we didn't really have to deal with that too much other than Brock having a, having a few runs, but then they would take it off of him and they would go do some other things with the belt like Kofi Mania happened, Big E happened, Jinder Mahal happened. So there's a lot of champions who had a chance to be full-time working champions. Seth Rollins, uh, Bray Wyatt, RIP. They had full-time runs as champions. And then you look at Roman Reigns. And people are like, Roman's not... Yes, Roman has the best schedule in WWE outside of Brock Lesnar now and, and The Rock. Because literally, he has a crew. He has Heyman. He has Solo. He has Jimmy. 
who can go to SmackDown every week, provide that bloodline presence, and then he's just this omnipresent being that's over top of the entire bloodline. And because of that, even though he's not there, his presence is always felt. Romans, you never know when Roman's around the corner. For real, for real. And then people tend to forget that Roman, yes, his workload as far as matches decreased significantly over the, over the course of his run. But people forget that when he first got the belt and then started going on this first heel turn, heel run that no one had, had that we had been clamoring, clamoring for for all these years, being able to see him. On television every week, just talking that shit and walking the walk, and then breaking Jay, breaking Jimmy, forming the bloodline. Of course, getting the wise man, Paul Heyman, seeing all that come together as the company was going through COVID and trying to live in the, the dome world. As they were dealing with all that, Roman was one of the bright spots. Bailey is almost a unanimous choice for the MVP of the pandemic era, WWE. But as far as what Roman was able to do with that character, with an empty arena, and for it to be so embraced and automatically put on a pedestal as soon as they started bringing crowds back. Like... We, I mean, yeah, it's one thing to say on the internet, like, oh, yeah, we really like this. We love the, we like the Tribal Chief. All this is working. Yeah, this is great. We can say it all we want. But until they were able to get back in front of a crowd, you didn't know. You didn't know whether this was truly working. And you realized, yeah, it's working big time. Roman is currently one of my favorite wrestlers in the company. People want to say he's not around enough. All right, I get it. I would like to get a Roman match once a month myself. But let's let's look at the real side of things, man. This he has beaten cancer twice, so let's just go ahead and put that out there. He has literally been the man in the company for over ten years at this point. Close to it. Let's just say the first time he finally won that belt. From that time all the way up until now, he has been the main guy in the company. And so he's earned it a little bit. He's earned it. And so, yeah, it's it's okay that, you know, the guy who might need a little bit more rest than other superstars and can kind of do it because of the work that he's put in, has built this aura around his whole gimmick without him being there. Yeah, maybe he deserves a little rest every every month or so. Who cares? Now, with that said, The Rock comes back Monday. He's talking that mess. And he wants to sit at the head of the table. And to me, all I could think of was this, this is the worst timing possible. And it feels very selfish. Very selfish to me. Now, clearly this is going to come out before Raw. Um, it's going to come out. Raw airs tonight. I'm recording this the night before. And The Rock may show up. He probably won't. But I feel like there might be some progression to last week from The Rock, even if it's not truly a physical appearance. And like I said, this could go a number of ways. They might already have a plan on how to break this down. But before The Rock walked into the arena on Monday... Roman already had so many things in play that could go, that that would all be beautiful and it would work and it would be huge. 
first off, I'm going to go ahead and get him out of the way. CM Punk comes back in the company. Obviously, it seems like the food, the food, the feud's going to be with Seth. It looks like he might get night one of WrestleMania, which would essentially seal his goal of wanting to main event WrestleMania, unless he's that particular about it being on a Sunday night. So he may have walked himself. He may have literally made an ass out of himself twice in AEW and landed himself in the perfect situation with World Wrestling Entertainment, which is crazy. For the record, yes, I still like CM Punk. I'm just going to say it and get it out of the way. Okay, now I'm good. I know he's flawed, but saying it, I'm just going to throw it out there. But Punk comes back and mentions Ruin. So right there, to have the guy who literally was on your main opposition's television program four months ago, and and their two-time champion, and their one-time real-world champion, are you telling me that you wouldn't just go ahead and put Punk and Roman together immediately and just watch the sparks fly? And, there, and there's so much history because you got Heyman. So there's that. Literally, the 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 run, the last good run that Heyman had in the company that didn't involve Brock Lesnar was when he was the voice of the voiceless. Or I'm the voice for the voice of the voiceless. When Punk turned heel in twenty when at the back hit, back half of his four hundred and thirty four days. Nothing else had really gone anywhere with with Heyman other than Brock. And by the time he started messing with Roman, I mean, we were all kind of sick of seeing Heyman. I, uh, I was sick of seeing Heyman with Brock personally. Because it, it, it just didn't add anything to it. His reactions were was priceless. The introductions were amazing. But it was just like, yep, it's Heyman and Brock, you know. Which is why I'm really glad that without Heyman, Brock has branched into this, <laughs> this cowboy rancher character that he is now. And I loved his match with someone I'll be mentioning here soon that he had at SummerSlam this past year. But yeah, easily, you got Heyman. You got Roman, obviously, because if you remember from the, I believe it was the Cole Cabana interview, if you remember it, he said that when they he came up with the idea of the shield, he said he wanted Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley. He wanted Seth Rollins. And then he had wanted Chris Hero, I believe, to be the third person in the shield. And that's when Vince and Creative got involved and said, hey, we got this guy, Roman Reigns. He's coming up from the underground. <laughs> from whatever I think he might have been at the tail end before NXT really hit its uh got running he may have been one of those NXT OVW um talents that uh got to have a little taste of NXT before he made it to the main roster but they're like hey we got this guy Roman Reigns we want to put him in the group so right there between like Roman can be can be pissed off that he didn't want him in the shield. Punk can be pissed off that essentially he didn't even want to, like if Punk had acquiesced, hadn't acquiesced about Chris Hero and let him get their guy in there. Punk's going to say he's responsible for Roman's whole career. It's all there. It's so easy. So easy. And, and then, then aside from Punk for Roman, there's there's the whole Jey Uso thing. <laughs> Literally, don't quote me. I feel like these two men have not been in the same been on the same show eye to eye since SummerSlam. I don't remember any beatdowns. I don't remember anything because because uh, shortly after uh, Jay went to Raw, Jay is one of the hottest wrestlers in the company. Jay and Jimmy still don't have their payoff. So what they could do, what they could do there in order to get to Jimmy and Roman. 
All you got to do is put Jimmy versus Jay on the Rumble. And be like, and have, just just have a straight up match. And if you want to do Dusty Finish, shout out to the guy. If you want to do a Dusty Finish on that, and let it not have a true ending, I mean, that's cool. You, You could do that. Personally, what I would do is I would have Jimmy win, but it it would be on some real sneak shit. Like, Jay had it, for sure. And then Jimmy Jimmy just snatches it, last second, you know? Which then leads you into Elimination Chamber. And Elimination Chamber, easy. Jay's career on the line... For a shot at Roman at WrestleMania. Which means whoever came through Royal, came through the Royal Rumble would have to challenge Seth. Easy. Easy. Seth, Seth's great with everybody. So you could do that. And then have Jay win the second match against uh, Jimmy. Go on to punch the take against Roman. And you you could even do... In that time frame between Elimination Chamber and Mania, you could even, you probably want to hold off, but I said you could even put Jimmy and Jay against each other again, but honestly, depending on how the Roman match goes, you could do the rubber match with Jimmy and Jay and have the world title on the line? Are you serious? Yeah. So there you have that. That's not the route they are going to go, but it's right there. In addition to that, they have a gentleman by the name of Sami Zayn. Now, I know Sami's hurt. I believe I've read. He's not doing great. He is doing um doing select dates right now. But after, like, Jet, I can't remember the last time that Sami really took a break, man. Sami was my wrestler of the year last year. And Rhea would have been my pick for this year, but I'm perfectly happy with Gunther. Uh, Rhea is my per, per my personal pick, though. But Sammy, of course, we all know that infamously he came up from NXT, fought John Cena, hurt himself in the John Cena match, and had to miss time and kind of slowed his transition. And he got to the main roster, and then he was fun for a while. Then he went heel and. You know, bounced back and forth, fought Johnny Knoxville, and then decided he was going to interject himself into Bloodline rivalry and or rivalry storyline, and made it even bigger than it already was. Fully got embraced by the family, even Jay after Jay wasn't messing with him for the longest time, even got Jay involved. Obviously, Sammy lost that Elimination Chamber this past year. Lost to Roman. Never tried to get another shot. All you got to do, as long as if Sammy was fully healthy, all you got to do is have Sammy Zayn win his first Royal Rumble, and then, oh boy, oh boy, we got Roman Sammy at WrestleMania? Are you serious? Ugh. Man. So, so that's already Punk, Jay, Sammy. That's three people. And and I and honestly, Punk wasn't even in the picture until what a month ago. He wasn't even in the picture. So you you still had Jay, which is a dope angle, and you still had Sammy, which is a dope angle. If you wanted to go dig those up, but of course. Everybody's ready. If anybody, if anybody was going to take the belt off Roman Reigns now, it's got to be Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. After last year and coming so close, and Roman escaping, and then going through everything he's went through this year to prove that he's still the most elite and the most deserving to go to Mania and face Roman again. It's been. It's been quietly exceptional and when i say that it's because what up you mutant miscreants 
it is I, Oroko Saki, aka The Shredder, here to tell you about the Shredhead Podcast, starring me, The Shredder, and my best friend, my main brain, the brains of the outfit I'm talking about, Krang. Krang is there. He's my producer. We have a podcast. It's utterly ridiculous. It's an insane premise. Uh, to top it all off, I, I haven't even seen the Ninja Turtles in years, but we're primarily talking about hoops. Yes, the national, the national BA, the W national BA. Um, oh damn it! I've run into the lyrics. I'm sorry, but just check out the Shredhead podcast. It's me. It's crying. It's crazy. He didn't lose any momentum by losing to Roman. Everybody loses to Roman, but because of how it happened, and then because of how much buildup there was. For him to fight, to do it and be the one to beat Roman last year, he came out of that, and he, in order for this to work, he had to stay strong all year long. And typical life, 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 uh, typical year in the life of a wrestler is say they come off a big match and they lose it. Okay. If they're not like one of the main headliners and they just kind of like, you know, came up for their title shot and got it. If they're not one of them. Then normally what happens is then they get put into, you know, their next feud. And it, it it's, it's kind of cool, but it's not as cool as the thing they were doing before. And then, you know, they, they just kind of tread water until they're, they're needed for another big moment. And they could have done that with Cody. Now, obviously, Cody wouldn't have come back from AEW. Talk about, it wasn't 10 years, but talk about someone else who I didn't expect to walk through WWE again. So, in order for Cody to come back, you like, like, obviously, they're not going to do something like that to him. But Cody has just hit all these high marks. And every time that's like, all right, this is going to be important for Cody to maintain his momentum. Every single time Cody stepped up, man. Most recently in the War Games match, great moments there. Great moments with Seth. <laughs> the tag team with Jey Uso. <laughs> Obviously... Him and Jay uh, had a few drinks at that press conference. If not, they acted their asses off and got yeet over of all things, which is crazy. Like every time Cody Rhodes steps in the ring, he beat Solo's. He took Solo's unbeaten streak from him, which is a, which now at the time it's kind of like, dang, that's like a consolation prize for Roman. But now it's like, is he? I don't quote me. He might still be the only person who's beaten Solo. I don't know. I doubt it. But at the time, it was a big deal. And then that Brock Lesnar match, like that whole feud, honestly. But when you get to that last match at SummerSlam, oh, that was one of my top five favorite Brock Lesnar matches ever. And if I had to list them off the top of my head, so we got SummerSlam with Cody. SummerSlam with Punk, uh, WrestleMania 19. Uh, mm, what other Brock match? I really like the Brock Daniel Bryan match, but I don't know if it's a top five. So let me say, all right, Brock Angle at WrestleMania 19. Um, oh, like I. Now, I don't want to say Brock Triple H either. He had this run. I'm going to combine them all. It was the Samoa Joe match. It was the uh, Daniel Bryan match and the Finn Balor match. When he did all those three matches, I feel like he he elevated his game to <clears throat> keep up with his competition. And he usually doesn't have to do that. So I'm going to kind of incorporate those, those into one. But I, I don't have another one. But yeah. Brock made Cody look like a million fucking bucks, bro. A million. A million. And Cody made Brock look like a million bucks, which is even more important. Even more important. 
than making himself look like a million bucks. Brock hasn't touched the ring since then, and Brock looked like he was in the best shape that he had been in years in that match. And they both came out looking like two million bucks combined. Cody won the Rumble last year. It was mad obvious. So now it's kind of like when Sean and Taker were trying to do their second take, man. Because it's like before, it was kind of like, hey, let's let's just do this thing. And then, like, Sean went on the second year after. He's like, hey, I want a rematch. And <laughs> Taker's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the man of few words literally is like, no, Sean. <laughs> like batting away a fly. And boy, if I cannot tell you how happy I was when Sean came out of that elimination chamber ring and cost Taker that match, that was perfect because I think he'd asked at least twice by then and Taker had said no. So everybody's wondering how they're gonna how they're gonna get him to the match. And having Sean cost Taker the, the world title at the time, I was poetry in motion, man. So with with Brock and Cody, you don't you don't necessarily want to do Cody winning again. I don't think anyone's actually ever went back to back in the Royal Rumble one, two years in a row since um Stone Cold, I believe. Cause Stone Cold won ninety seven and ninety-eight. So I don't I don't think Yeah. I I don't think you necessarily want to go back to having Cody be that guy to go through the Rumble. It'll be it'll be a little disappointing too. So naturally, then whoever wins the Rumble's got to go after Seth. So you you gotta you gotta figure out a way for Cody to finish the story at Elimination Chamber. So eh, I mean. I don't know. You you could potentially you could potentially put Jimmy in that position to essentially be that last line of defense against Roman, but it doesn't work the same way as it does as his brother. So there would be someone that Cody would have to defeat that Roman would say, if you can do this, I'll give you a match. But no matter how we get there, no matter how we get there. Cody is supposed to finish the story. It's time. This is the time. As much as I say I can watch Roman do this forever, and I can, this is the time to strike. If, If Cody loses to Roman again this year, and then next year they finally do it, it'll be cool, but it'll be like, man, why did they wait a year to do this? Everybody's waiting for Cody to finish the story. And now, this guy shows back up. This guy. Yeah, I know the writer strike slowed things down. And I just read an article saying that you want to get into more serious acting rock. Which means you can't just churn out blockbusters like you do normally. Where you don't have time in your schedule. But why now? You're going to show up. You're probably going to win the Rumble. Your first Rumble win in over 15 years. I don't even remember the last time you won it. I'm going to say 2001, I guess. I'm going to guess you won the Rumble when you faced Austin. I'm not looking it up right now. But now, after fans have begged and pleaded... For this match to happen, ever since the rumors started flying around that they wanted Roman versus The Rock, now you choose to come back, which just shuffles everything all to hell. So Rock comes back, wins the Rumble, goes against Roman, and just loses, because there's no scenario in this where The Rock should beat Roman Reigns. The, the draw is that Rock is coming back to have his first championship match in over 12 years. 
and it's against his cousin. That That's the draw. But what good does it do for The Rock to win this belt? Because, again, The Rock is not full-time, or at least full-time capable like Roman is. So you immediately put that belt in that kind of hiatus. And then what does Roman... What does Roman's character look like without the belt? Now, I know that if Cody won, or if Jay won, or if Sammy won, I know if any of them won, that we would have to find out what it looked like if Roman was beltless. But it just hits different if The Rock takes the belt off of him, so I'm really hoping they don't do that. But now, The Rock's here, talking about Joe, talking about Roman, and what happens to the rest of the people who were trying to sit at the table, man? Like, yes, Cody should be around, and Cody can finish the story another time. Sammy and Jay's stories are on the back burner anyway, so if they don't get told, no big deal. Punk walks back in. Obviously, it's to work new business with Seth right now. But now, just like a year before he walked out of the company. Two years before he walked out of the company. No, a year. The Rock is back. It's everything that he said he hated about WWE. About them bringing in old people and not making them work full schedules but now he's the old person who's not working a full schedule so he probably doesn't even care I want Cody to finish the story that's this whole that's what this whole rant is leading to I can watch The Rock and Roman any other time honestly and if they're smart and they give it to us at Elimination Chamber that would be really cool because I heard Elimination Chamber is in Australia and they really want The Rock down there. So maybe I'm overreacting and not assuming you do it at WrestleMania. Because why else would you bring The Rock back if you're not going to use him at WrestleMania? But that's just me. That's just me. So yeah, have Roman do this Fatal 4-Way with AJ and LA Knight and Randy at the Rumble. Elimination Chamber, you can do the Rock match. And, and then, I guess, somewhere in there, if they do that, I guess it would make sense for Cody to win the Rumble again. But he's got to win it. Like, it has to be more epic than last year. Like, it has to be... Because, you know, Cody got in the Rumble. We all knew he was coming. He declared for the Rumble. And then it was just like, Cody won the Rumble. Like, that's the worst like, I want to have suspense about who's winning the Rumble. Like, for example, back in 2012, Chris Jericho came back at the beginning of the year. This is when, oh, and also, have Chris Jericho. <laughs> My God. Trash going to trash, man. Trash going to trash. Wow. But that guy had just come back to WWE after a couple years off. And he wasn't talking. That was his whole gimmick. Everybody's like, oh, well, why won't he say anything? I can't remember if he opened his mouth before or after Rumble. But he goes to the Rumble. And he's still in there. Like, every time you look up, and it's like, all right, we're at number 12. There's Jericho. 16, Jericho's still there. 20, there's Jericho. 23, Jericho's still in there. 24, 26, and so on and so forth. It's like, man, they're really telegraphing this to just have Jericho win the Royal Rumble. Thankfully, Shane, they zigged and gave Sheamus the Rumble win, which of course led us to our infamous 18 seconds of WrestleMania, which ironically enough helped start uh, the Yes movement for Daniel Bryan. Swerve us, and yes, I wish Swerve was actually going to come back to WWE because, my God, that man is on fire right now. Swerve is killing it, 100%. So, yeah, I guess you could have Cody win the Rumble, 
and Elimination Chamber have The Rock versus Roman, and then you can even, at some point, I'm sure Rock will actually be on Raw, and then you could have Cody and Raw kind of, and Rock kind of have a, you know, little back and forth, and you might even get a, a tag team match out of it. Maybe, maybe The Rock goes and grabs somebody, and Cody goes and grabs Jay, and that that would be kind of crazy. You you could do that, and it'd be a nice little rust thing for Rock to kind of shake it off and be to go do a tag team match, and then you send Rock to Elimination Chamber against Roman. Roman comes out of there. Cody declares he wants to face Roman, which we already knew. They go to WrestleMania, and then they do the damn thing. <laughs> and Cody finishes the story. That that's that could work. But I just, part of me feels like, mm, if there hadn't been a writer strike, would you be here, Dwayne? And my my relationship with The Rock is convoluted. I love The Rock. I, I love him as a wrestler. I love The Rock as a public persona. As in, I'm the guy who drives up on the tour buses near my home and stops and waves and smiles. I'm, I'm the guy who... You know, um, I have my own tequila brand. There it is. I ate all these pancakes on my cheat day. Here I am working hard in in the Iron Paradise. Here I am with my family and my mom and my daughters and my wife. I love The Rock. I don't love Dwayne Johnson, man. As far as an actor goes, I've enjoyed several of his movies over the years, but Dwayne Johnson will never overcome what The Rock is. And that's fine. But I wonder if Dwayne Johnson had a little bit more time on his hands the past few months. Maybe he doesn't come in when everything is working so well with WWE. And let me just shut my mouth for a second. They could completely pull it off. No problems at all. Because Lord knows the writing's the best it's been in years on there. All the shows, all the characters, all the gimmicks. It's such a high level for that company right now. This is this is a golden time where eventually somebody will look back and be like, man, remember in like 20... Let, let, let's see, I guess 22 is kind of when the shade started. Of things going well, and then last year was went pretty well. I mean, aside from you know Vince uh, getting ousted and sneaking his way back in, and then doing it within mustache Mexican villain kind of thing that he's been doing. Aside from that stuff, the product has been as good as ever over there. And y'all know Nov's the New Japan guy, Cat is the AEW girl, Eric is the fan without a true home. Mark Robb is the nostalgia head. And then there's me, Team WWE. It's what I love, it's what I enjoy, and that's what I always come back to, no matter what. They could completely fool me, but I just have a worry that Brock will come back if he doesn't win the Rumble. That means Punk's going to win the Rumble. And then Punk's going to go after Seth. Because Royal Rumble winner is not on CM Punk's resume. So how easy would it be now to swerve Cody winning the Rumble or The Rock winning the Rumble instead of Punk winning the Rumble? But then how do you get Punk to go after Seth? I mean, obviously, it's it, the groundwork's there. But if I won the Royal Rumble, I would want to go after Roman personally. But... I like a challenge, like I would have a chance in hell. But seriously, you have Rock somehow qualify for WrestleMania to face Roman for the belt. They have the match. Match goes fine. Rock loses. And then it's like, alright, and then Rock leaves. So it's like, alright. So, Cody, how do you feel about Finishing the story of WrestleMania Extreme Rules. Extreme, yeah, Extreme Rules. 
whatever they call the or um, WrestleMania back, black <laughs> backlash, WrestleMania backlash. How would you feel about that, Cody? You gonna be as excited as what it could have been winning in Philly? <sighs> I just really feel like he's taking the opportunity away from Cody, mostly. Because, yeah, you can run it back anytime and it feel like it's easy to set up Cody versus Roman again. But finishing the story on your third try is not the same as finishing the story on your second try. And I just feel like The Rock's going to botch that up. And I'm just really curious about why now... I don't need to know this man's financial business, but did that have something to do with it? What what changed your mind? Because because uh, honestly, yes, I know that pro wrestling is hard as fuck, and I know that in order for you to be a competitive wrestler and not look gassed, you have to get back in the ring shape. So yeah, I know the Rock's in great shape, but the Rock is not going to hit the ropes the same with no practice, and it's going to look bad. So I can understand that. I can. But I just wanted him to show up last year, personally. That, that's that was what the main event I was hoping for because I didn't I wasn't convinced about Cody. I felt like they were I thought they were just gonna let Cody win and you know be in, in Roman streak and here's the keys, Cody. Thanks for coming back. You know, give him roll out the whole red card before him. That's what I was afraid of. But to see him get most of that red carpet treatment and then lose and then have to keep proving himself all year long that he's as badass as the day that he almost beat Roman Reigns, it's been a phenomenal job. Rock don't have that, man. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you got me booed at the Royal Rumble because nobody liked your ass. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> Where's the lie? <sighs> I don't want it. I don't want it, man. I just want Cody to finish the story. Or I want Roman to win forever. But no, honestly, I want Cody to finish the story. That's what I would do. Even though both... I think I really like that Jey Uso storyline, too. And honestly, you could if you don't take the belt off Roman now, you could easily have, have Jey do it. A few months from now. Jay or Sammy. I'd love it both. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping that even though The Rock came home. That he doesn't ruin everything for everybody else. That That's my dream. Right there. But enough of my speculations. And my crying. And my ranting. I just want to share with y'all some real feelings about. About The Rock coming back. And you know. I know it's not a popular opinion. I know. When that music hits. The chills happen. And it's like. Oh my god. A living legend's coming out. And he is a living legend. 4,000%. I just didn't want to see the living legend right now. So. We'll see what they got. Now that's for me. My name again is B Hyphen. And you've been listening to the Rasslecast Power Hour. Shout out to my co-host, Handsome Bane, showing love, showing love. <laughs> the Mark Rob, Kit Kat, Chinedian novelist, man. Shout out to y'all. We're going to get together real soon for y'all in the future. I hope this little, this little, I don't know, uh, promo by Hyphen kind of holds you over until we can get the team back up and running again. Appreciate Handsome Bane. And the Mark Rob holding me down. Why well, I missed a couple episodes a while back. But that's what we do here, man. We're family. We love doing this pod for y'all. So we're going to keep finding ways to make it happen. So hopefully you're like me and you don't want The Rock ruining Cody's chances. Or maybe you have a completely opposite view. If so, let a brother know. Let a brother know. And I, I can't wait to hear what... um. What uh, Handsome Bane and 
and Mark Rob and all of them think about it too because literally I was just going to come over here and talk about like some new stuff uh, best wishes to Charlotte Flair by the way um, you know congratulations to Adam Cole can't wait till you're healthy very very cool to Samoa Joe Chris Jericho's trash like I said um, yeah man Still love professional wrestling, man. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I love this stuff so much that I literally just sat down and walked you through all these scenarios for for why The Rock shouldn't be coming back now. That's how much I care. But like I said, I hope you enjoyed this interlude. We will be back soon with our regular episodes. And I definitely want to hear what you think about this. So let me know. But I believe it's about that time for our secretaries to see y'all out. So, for everybody here at the Rasselcast Power Hour, once again, I'm B-Hyphen. And Terramana is actually not that good. And that's not me being a hater. I had some of the friends last summer at the beach. And it was beach prices, so it was super expensive. And it wasn't that good. I was highly disappointed. Coconut banana pancakes, though. That's a good. That is a good rock rock recommendation. <laughs> you can find B hyphen at B hyphen on Twitter and the B hyphen on Instagram. Follow Handsome Bane on Twitter and Instagram at ila underscore pow. Mark Rob can be found on Twitter and Instagram at showinmadlove. Sayonara, smelly nerds. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?